Welcome in. It is episode number 89, the uh, Steve Smith Sr. edition yep. of Jobbing yep. Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster of the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and of course, the main event. AJ Francis of the Washington Redskins, who are in action on Thanksgiving, but uh, but you get to eat, right? Like, you're good. Yeah, I get to. I'm still in Ashburn. Um, we don't travel to the game if you're not playing. So, uh,. I am going to have a good time with the family, and of all the weeks that I don't travel to the game, this week is the one week I'm not really, <laughs> right. really that pissed right. off about it. I was going to say, if, there, if there's one time to be on the practice squad, it's definitely this week. <laughs> right. Yeah. right, yeah, like, you guys, if you don't mind, you can deactivate me just for this week. It's cool, and then I'll be back with you next week. I'll I'll work that out. Um, well, it's good. I hope everybody, if, if you're listening to this on Thanksgiving, which is when I believe we're posting it, and I hope you're having a Thanksgiving. If not, uh, I hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. And uh, we got a lot to talk about this week, as obviously this was Survivor Series week. A lot of surprise. Hold on, before we get into wrestling, there was something I posted on my Twitter last night that oh. we were just talking oh. about. That. Well, I, you... need, I need to address this. Yeah, go ahead. So me and my lady, we were having a conversation about what pies we thought were the best pies. Um, and it actually broke my heart to see the people on Twitter vote the way they did. I made a Twitter poll and there's still time left. It's up until, well, I guess by the time they hear this, it'll already be closed, but you'll be able to see, the, <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll be able to see the final results. Um, of the question was one of these pies got to go. And the pies I put up there were pumpkin pie Apple pie, mm-hmm. sweet potato pie, and pecan pie. Mm-hmm. I was shocked to find out that so many people did not pick apple pie to leave that equation. Well, I don't know how. As soon as I had not know of the poll, but Aaron asked me the question, and I said, the answer is apple pie. I mean, it has it's to go. Correct. See, here's, here's the thing about apple pie, and I think that Part of the problem is the way you structure it. By the way, I'm, I'm, I just pulled it up. It's 42% say sweet potato, 29 says pecan, All of these 15 people. says pumpkin, and 14 says apple. I think the- so basically what I found out is 86% of the people that follow me on Twitter are idiots. Correct. They are. They are. Now, a couple of thoughts uh, here. Remember. Hold on, hold on. Here's my first thought. Is the way that you said this, which is one of these has to go. So it's not like people are saying that apple pie is clearly the best out of it. It's just that... Not everybody hates apple pie. I think that's one of the problems. Because no. I think that people... No. I mean, no. apple pie is a in very... No, in no realm is it okay to pick apple pie over pumpkin, sweet potato, or pecan. See, I there's think, no, I, I think you can no have strong realm. opinions about one of those three. Like, personally, me, I'm not a big pecan person. I'm, I'm just not. I, that's, not my, uh, that's not my style of pie. So I would choose that just because it's not my style of pie. While no one says apple's not my style of pie, you can't have strong feelings about apple uh, pie. I can't. I'm, I'm saying it right now. Well, apple I'm, I'm pie. saying you're one of the few people who have really strong feelings about apple pie. <laughs> Most people pie don't have basic, that. Is the basic white girl of pie. Which is why that people don't have strong feelings about it, because it's just a very apple basic pie. pie. drinks fucking spice lattes and wears Uggs in July. Again. That's what I, that's what apple pie does. Well, which is why you have pumpkin spice Oreo here. I, I, I want I want to talk about two things. Keep in mind, a lot of people bought Creed records. Don't ever forget that. An awful lot <laughs> sure. of people bought Creed records, and 
a lot of people boo Roman Reigns, AJ. You're, you're absolutely <laughs> These are the same people that boo Roman Reigns that decided that they think that apple pie is not the least of those pies. Now, I'm going to say this. Apple pie is a fine pie. It's, it's fine. It's perfectly fine. Yes. I, would, I cannot stomach it if there's no ice cream with it. And that's the that's the that's that's the end Which of the I story. I don't understand that. Like I, I think apple pie it, is fine without it, ice cream. It's I don't think any pie. I don't think ice cream adds to pie much. I'm, I'm going apple out. pie is the one. Okay, Aaron, you just proved that this should be the Glenn and AJ show. <laughs> well, I mean, Glenn agrees with me for the most part about what you, that that it doesn't add to most. No, pie. I think that's what I'm. What I've said is apple pie apple is pie the, is the one. one. Apple pie is the one that people always say. Well, you, you say, oh, apple pie is not that great. And they're like, dude, an apple pie with some ice cream. And I'm like, you just got your answer. Right. You, you know your answer. You're I, immediately I saying my, you want ice cream with your apple pie. Ice cream doesn't add to any pie. Well, not, you're an idiot, but whatever. Um, the moral of the story is that a lot of people boo, boo Roman Reigns, too. So I live with the fact that people are wrong in the pie issue. There are also a lot of people are wrong about chocolate chip versus oatmeal raisin cookies. This is true. They just don't, they don't understand. There's a lot of people that are wrong about things in the world. Yeah, that's true. Because and oatmeal raisin cookies are so much better. They're than a thousand times yes, better yes. than chocolate chip. And everybody that, knows that. And that's the one thing that we can all agree yeah, on. Brings us all back together. Uh, all right, so we have to clean up a few things on our end before we really dive are, are into Are we going to do that first or begin the second segment? Which one? We have a few things we need to clean up. I was going to start... We clean them all up and... You would clean them all up and then we just talk about wrestling after that? Yes. Okay. okay. All right, so let's clean it all up. First thing we need to clean up is we, you know, became official on uh, Saturday night. We had our uh, finale in the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. Yes. And as AJ and I both told you when this thing started... There was only ever going to be one victor of this tournament. I, I still say you're, you're, Hideo... You're, you're, you're doing your best to try to cover your ass. You're no, wrong. I, I'm not covering my no, no, ass. No, you're wrong. They were never going to have the Authors of Pain losing in this tournament. Ever. It was never and, and, going and Mita, to happen. And let me say that the match itself was very dope. And that yes. spot off of the side... Oh, it was right. It was, it was cool. It was incredible. It was very cool. But they were never in any world having the Authors of Pain yes. losing during the course of this tournament. And it, unfortunately for AJ, while it indeed uh, was his pick as well, I was the greater victor for the entire uh, tournament, and so. Uh, what was the final point score? Um, a lot I, to a little. <laughs> no, I mean not between AJ and I. Right, you, I you had a little, but AJ and I were very close. I just had a couple more in the yeah, previous he, round. Well, because let's see, I know he was the only one to get something wrong in the first round because he had the he had uh, Rude and Dillinger over right, Santa, right. Over Sanity, I, over whoever. God, I went back through and I. And uh, you also had Hideo and uh, Ibushi in the finals, right? I think that I was, know, no. I, that was the problem because I had TM61 in the finals, and then I talked myself into taking them out and putting Hideo in the finals. Right, Ibushi. that's so, exactly right. I, I think those were the, the two differences between right. you guys. I had, I had, I was the only one that had TM61 into the semifinals. No, nope. I had TM61, didn't I? No. Or did I? Have, oh, I had uh, Aries. Yeah, I was the only one. You had, yep, you had Team Aries, correct. I had TM61 Insanity in the semifinals. I had uh, the Authors of Pain and DIY in the semifinals. Yeah. So in general, I mean, and I, I no, just I didn't have, I didn't yeah, have. Yeah, I, I, I had because uh, I was planning on uh, Bushi going the distance, so I had the revival going through the finals, and that's where it screwed me up. The moral of the story is that I got, I picked both finals yes. participants correctly and the champion correctly, yes. and so both of you, I'm told, have already uh, yes. uh, delivered on that. You've already uh, ordered they, shirts. They are, and I got them. 
email us tonight that they are on the way. Uh, you know, it is my the shirt that I ordered for you and the two shirts that I ordered for I myself. I ordered one for myself <laughs> as well. Yes. Yeah, you both were taking advantage of the WWE shop. As soon as they said the WWE shop sale on Monday night, my phone started blowing up. What do you got? What do you want? What do you want? WWE well, shop sale. I tried sale. to blow it up the night before because the hot topic. You did. You did try that. And I, I told you anyway. The moral of the story is that uh, you, some you decided to step away from NXT. We had agreed actually, NXT actually, should. Wait, no, hold on, oh. because you, you said yes like eighteen hours. Hours later, and the T-shirts I, I did end up oh, getting. Okay. All right. The All right. Fair enough. Well, then I'll get myself a James Ellsworth T-shirt. I don't care. I'll do it. That's Pro- what honestly does. probably we, we botched it. And Black Friday is going to be better than any right, sales that's probably this true. week. So. so that's the first thing that we had to clean up. The hey, other, yeah, I got you a No Way Jose shirt. Well, and that's going to make me so happy I can't possibly explain. Yes. Uh, the next thing we have to clean up is our picks for who was going to be on the Survivor Series teams. We had said last week we think we know, but there could be a change. And, and indeed. Was. And there, damn, was there a change? There yes. indeed was a change. Now, how smart am I? You <laughs> look really good. The problem is, it didn't really matter. It didn't matter. Yeah. No. The the only thing that would have changed anything was if Golden Truth had replaced. Right. Uh, because this was not one where the winner mattered. Just this was only one where the loser yes. mattered. So I do indeed. AJ ends up getting. We came in twenty five twenty four. But I lost Nikki yes. Bella. He also lost. Actually, I still won. I, yeah. Or we tied. That's what happened. We tied. You and I. We Cause, both. Because he, okay. he gained. You lost Italia. Nikki and gained Natalia. Yes. So we both ended up finishing 24 out of 30. And I think I finished with 22, I assume. Because like fin- you also lost uh, Nikki, yes. yes so you I finished with 22 Nikki. out of 30. And my, my profile picture has been ooh, changed. Ooh, ooh. Let's see. I'm going to go ooh. see it right it's, now. It's been changed since Monday. Ooh. I didn't even notice. Oh, yeah. I didn't even notice. Oh, yeah. I'm really excited about this. <laughs> ah! <laughs> yes. Very good, sir. Yes. Very good, sir. I, I said sir. as soon as it went final. You know, the only problem is that I can't retweet this, but I can do something else to share it. I'll figure out another way to I, share it. You can it. just retweet any of my tweets and that'll go on. Something up. like that. Yes. Well, that is wonderful. Which, which makes it, you know, exceptionally awkward when I'm retweet, you know, 980s retweeting me for turfs and it says uh, <laughs> stupid <laughs> idiot and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, it's wonderful. An entire pay-per-view cycle now. Yes, I know. Till, till TLC. Till TLC. You leave that up. All yes. right. Excellent. And then finally... How did we do? We all size? Like we are, we embarrassed ourselves basically. Now, granted, to be fair, most people did when it goes into it. Well, yeah, there's a few things that was no way that anybody saw coming. Yeah, I. This was, if this was supposed to show. Remember what the one thing we, we all are? agreed was was that well, it's definitely going to be whoever wins the first one is going to lose the second like, one. Like that's the thing. Even when we got matches right, for the most part, we got them right for the wrong reasons. Like, you, you pick Team SmackDown in the men, and you're like, oh, you know, it's going to be Shane, or it's going to showcase oh, I, I AJ. I said Triple H. I said yeah, Triple well, H is going to come out. You said Triple H was going to come No one said anything about the Wyatt family. That's true. Nobody said anything about the Wyatt family. We just, it was all just a complete and shit that's, show. And that's really our own fault, because Summer, I'm Summer, Summer, SummerSlam, idiot. Survivor, Survivor Series is for Andy Orton's is, pay-per-view. Not even just that, but Survivor Series is also the pay-per-view you use to build guys that hadn't been getting the build that you had been trying to get them for the months up to that, a la Dolph Ziggler, a la Bray Wyatt. Well, you, you hope that in this case it won't turn out like Dolph Ziggler where he's irrelevant again six weeks later. Exactly. But, um, yeah, I mean, obviously that's what they did. And yeah, I, it was, it was ugly. It was just so completely. Well, ugly. we'll talk, we'll talk we'll more talk about, about that, that, but, down the line. but we had to have a winner and we, or really this one we only had to have a loser. loser. Yes. Yes, there, there was a loser. And who was that loser? That would be me. And, yeah! And, and it, it's not, not been a good stretch no. for your boy. 
Not and, been a good stretch. And, and you know, you know what the stretch is. And I've looked back on everything from the you know losing the the Survivor Series to losing the thing, and it all comes down to Bray Wyatt. They finally decide to put <laughs> the, I, every everything alike. It came down to Bray Wyatt. It came down to you know the other one. I bet uh, Randy Orton over Bray Wyatt in the Survivor Series because I was like, oh, you know what, Survivor Series, they're going to use it to give Randy Orton his his win back, and that's why he's not going to be included in the Survivor Series team. God and then bless. this time it's uh, Bray Wyatt. So God I blame bless. Bray. Wyatt on everything. So that means that, that Aaron... Means Bray Wyatt was in the match, and so that means Aaron lost. Right. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's a weird new trope that we have. Yes. Is, is Bray, Bray Wyatt in the match? Is Bray Wyatt getting pushed? Aaron, Aaron loses. loses. Aaron Especially loses. Um, now, I, here's... I did the Brock Lesnar trope on the last week's show. Right. 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 Um, so I guess here's, here's the one thing. I, I will absolutely do it. I, I do have one... A semi-request of you guys, or at least an idea I want to push out out here. Mm. I'm open to a request. I don't think I'm going to grant it, but I'm open. I, I, and you know what? If you don't, that's fine. I'm just going to throw it out here as a possibility. Obviously, I have another bet that's still outstanding mm-hmm. right now. One where I have to, you know, put on uh, the Alexa Bliss makeup. Yes. We've so, agreed we're going to do that in uh, Orlando. Or we could do I put on syrup with Alexa Bliss makeup on. <laughs> I, I think that laughter. I have no problem with that. Okay. All I right. No problem. If you, but you have to do it, and you have to do it sensually when you pour the. the <laughs> that's my only caveat. If you don't do it sensually while you pour the syrup on yourself, and you're in Alexa and, Bliss, and trust me, he's you know? gonna judge. He's gonna judge. And then you're gonna have to do the Alexa Bliss makeup thing again, and this this time with a wig. I mean, I you know I don't think that's unfair. That's my only I don't think that's unfair. All right, so all right, all right, all right very good, very good, and look forward to. I'd and say also, I look forward to that. I'm not really sure that I actually look forward to it. I was going to say I don't know why anyone actually no, wants this. No, I think, I, I think it'll be great. It's hilarious. Is the reason why we want it. It's hilarious. Uh, absolutely. Actually, uh, can we also talk about something for a quick second? Here? Yes. Um, I just wanted to point out, and I might be shooting myself in the foot by saying this, but I would like to point out that ever since we started putting stipulations on picks and i proved to you guys how much better i am at picking than you guys i've only lost one time well here's the thing about that it was apple cider vinegar that's well here's it. the only time and aaron is a consistent loser well no here's here's the thing about this if you go through it we're actually pretty even as to who gets on top who gets the bottom the problem is that what? huh yeah that sounded wrong coming out however here's the thing like AJ, you've lost more than one time, but it's always been when we've had a guest picker and the guest picker has done You know, you lost the very first time we did stipulations, but you didn't finish worse than Patrick Stevens. You lost WrestleMania week, but you didn't finish. Who did we have? Uh... Tori Smith, right? Yeah. Tori's grandma. Tori Smith and his grandma. You didn't finish worse than them. The problem uh-huh. is when so, I come so in last. Is, so what you're saying is I'm like the you... World Heavyweight Champion in non-title matches. Exactly. That's exactly what you are. And so somehow... when but when it matters most, guess who comes out on top? Yes. You look at him. The main event. Did, did AJ win this week? Uh, No, you won. Oh, I won. Oh, look at that. Yeah, because you, you were the only matter. person to pick Team SmackDown. Right. It doesn't, that's true. I was. I was the only person to pick Team SmackDown. Um, But it doesn't matter because it was only the loser that mattered this right. week. And and that came down to me stupidly picking the Revival to try well. to be different. And I need to stop trying to be different. That's what this, That's the other well, thing. Well, well, well. All right. All right. Since we spent a lot of time doing that, why don't we do NXT this segment? And we'll save right. SummerSlam for next segment, all right? Sure. NXT Saturday night. Um, I, AJ, I think you uh, handled this well. As we talked about, when Aaron was very concerned about the card last week, we both said, dude, I get it. I understand why, but I expect a really good show. Yeah. And I thought I got a really good show. 
Every um, single match was what delivered on what it should have been. To me, the tag team match was the best tag team match I've seen since TLC. You last mean year. you mean the revival match, the revival yeah, yes. DIY match? The yes. revival. I'm sorry, yeah, the revival, the tag team title match between the revival and DIY was the best tag team match I've seen since TLC last year. And there's some other great matches. I, I was going to say, I, I don't even know if it was better than their Brooklyn encounter, but that was just because I, I really hold their Brooklyn encounter in high self. I thought the Brooklyn match was unbelievable. I mean, as far as drama and storytelling goes, yeah. I mean, I, I, I told you guys Look, then. If you like this one better, I have no problem with you saying that I, at all. More, I personally like More where I'm at, though, is that I'm really in a, in a fight forever mode with these two guys. It's the same as saying Kevin. I don't, or these four guys. What they're, the work they're doing with each other is absurd. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous what these four dudes are doing as far as tag team wrestling is concerned. It's a completely different animal, and they are murdering it right now. I mean, they are just absolutely slaughtering it every time they get in the ring. Dude, I'm with you. Um, it was spectacular. They told a story, best two out of three falls. I mean, just There's so much to like about what you got out of that that I, as a wrestling fan, you just want to stand up in your own house and say thank you because... God effing bless you for giving me that. Yeah. Um, you're not wrong. <laughs> like, you're really not. That's the thing. You can't really say too much about it because it's just like, they're awesome. The Revival, I I don't know what you do with them from here, but they're just too No, no I think it's okay right now. No, and then that's I like, right keep... now, like, I, I, just, I don't know what their future is, and I'm, I'm concerned about their future, but you know what? Just keep doing this for a while because of the Revival, you know, I feel like, you know, we, we celebrated American Alpha back in the spring, and we're right. celebrating DIY. The Revival, I don't know if they ever get enough credit, because they, I think they could, you know. Well, hang on. I think they legitimately, you could make the argument that they're the, the greatest tag team in NXT history. I, I think that they are. You know what I think they are the best tag team in the world right now. The, you know what's funny is the Revival is basically the tag team division version of Roman Reigns. They keep working all these fantastic matches with everybody, and then everybody says it's because the guys that they're in right. there with are fucking Well, fantastic. I mean, if, if you can't see what those guys are doing. And it's one thing that it's like Gargano and Ciampa are, are, are smaller guys. They can do some more athletic. These guys are big hosses, and yet they're doing ridiculously athletic things. I mean, I just love but their psychology. They're, not, they're they, not big hosses. But, I mean, they they're not big like, like – they're not big WWE big. They're bigger than Gargano and Ciampa are. These guys are – these are these are more linebackers, right? Like yeah. these are these are not. I'm not trying to suggest they're Braun Strowman, but they're they're built more like linebackers, and yet they're doing really athletic things. Which, by the way, a lot of linebackers do really athletic things. I'm not saying it's impossible. I just want to appreciate. Roman Reigns was a linebacker. Yeah, I want to appreciate what it is that we're seeing from those guys. Um, yeah, I mean, I just I love. I love the fact that they're bringing back the old school tag psychology. I think that, you know, th there's been a lot of changes and most of it has been for the, for good, but I feel like the old school tag psychology is the one thing that really needs to come back more in wrestling and they're doing it to perfection. Well, uh, it's, yeah. it's just spectacular. I got nothing else to say other than spectacular. Um, Nakamura Joe, so, I'm, I'm surprised. Uh, Obviously, I don't. I, yeah. We all we all pick Nakamura. I, I, I think I tweeted after. I think that you know we were all talking about there might be that one surprise match, and I said we could have guessed all of them, and that would have been the last match. I think any of us would have picked for absolutely would have been the, the last surprise. match. I yes, think. yes. I assumed that they were going to have Shinsuke win and then have set up Shinsuke Bobby Roode at Royal yep. Rumble weekend. Yep, that's what I assumed. But what actually makes more sense, and actually now that it's happened. It makes more sense for them to do it this way because if you have Shinsuke lose at 
Royal Rumble weekend, his rematch, or have him lose his rematch before Royal Rumble weekend or whatever you want to do, that's a way to get him in the Royal Rumble. See, here's what I almost think may happen. Um, I think what we, – we talked about this over the past few weeks, how there is a little bit, especially with the injuries to Aries and Atami, you know, there is a lack of depth at the top. I think that they decide because of that lack of depth, they want that match, uh, another rematch at uh, the Royal Rumble weekend. And he, you know what I could see happening? There's a tour of Japan next month. I could absolutely see Nakamura win the title back, and he basically had the end of a best-of-five series at Rumble weekend. And then whoever, you could have you could have Nakamura win, and then you have Nakamura rude at Mania right. weekend, or you have Nakamura lose, and he goes up. I could see that sounds good, too. Is there a scenario where you could inject Bobby Roode into the feud with, with without – because I, I guess my question is, what do you do with, with Joe if you take him out of this? Where, where are you going with him? Who's yeah, I, I think the loser, the loser could go up. And you can make a, you can make a good case for either of them. And well, up. I think that I keep coming back to, I just, I, I have been of the belief that you keep Joe on NXT for as long as possible. I mean, and there is, uh, we don't know how injured Atami is. If Atami is back, you could go Joe Atami. You could right. go. I still think that you could, you know, you could really push the hell out of Ty Dillinger, and you could go Joe Dillinger. Okay, I, all right, I could see that. That actually is that that would kind of work for me. Um. So yeah, I, I think there are places you can go with it, but I think that you know, I think it's shocking. You know, it was definitely shocking in the moment. I think that I could potentially see where they're going with it if they, you know, they want the big moment in Japan and Nakamura winning the title back could be a huge moment in Japan. Right, right. And then, that, you know, that gives you a very logical reason as to why you're having this match for the third straight takeover. We, I think we should, in the next couple of weeks, sort of make a, a map out a plan for NXT for the next, going to next well, summer. They to, to. They, well, they not, and, and I'm, I'm, But I think it'd be fun for us. I, I, fantasy I, book. Do you assume that they have not? I, I think, and, and this, this you, is a you, totally... You assume? No, 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 no. Multi-billion dollar uh, <laughs> Well, let, let's uh, be very clear. Has that no they, plan what's going on between now and January? Let's be very clear. They book on the fly quite often. But actually, what, what I was talking about is it's a conversation yeah, I was certain, having. They book certain parts of certain I'm segments. not talking about, I'm not even talking about booking. I was, I was having a conversation on Twitter recently, and, and basically it revolved around the fact that they need to take a long, hard look at NXT and figure out a both booking and business game plan for NXT over the next six months because they're at a very interesting point for NXT right now where they are it's not nearly as hot as it was a year ago. They're not selling out the venues that they were you know, that they tried to sell out a year ago. You know, they're having that weird thing where they called up twelve people but that clearly negatively affected the product. So they need to figure out, okay, what are we doing with NXT and make a really strong business plan and say, Okay, this is this is the game plan for NXT. Is this going to be developmental? Is this going to be a third brand? And then kind of yeah, push I think, forward. I from think there. you're overblowing that. Yeah, I feel like you I do. You really believe that this billion dollar company who built NXT up from the ground has no plan over the next no, six months. I don't. I think that they might be changing their plan. I think that plan. you are overreacting. I I think that they didn't sell out a three thousand seat venue in New York City last week. And I and I think that that happens sometimes. And I think that's okay. But it I didn't think that, happen for NXT. In the that's past. fine. That's, they had an absurd run. They had a they well, had a stretch where well, it was absurd. A, and five we all, years ago, did they sell out every Raw? I mean, are they selling out every Raw right now? They're no. not. And that's, exactly. So, you know. I don't, I, I, again, as soon as you decide that you want to put a product on, quote unquote, TV every week, it's far more important the TV than the, the seats. Major League Baseball regularly has empty stadiums. 
it's not that much of a concern. What's a concern is are people watching on TV. So I, I, I think you overblow that. And I'm telling you because I also know that I paid 90 bucks for our tickets to go watch I NXT understand. in Philadelphia. And if you're going to follow it up and say, but now we're going to gut the roster of the same talent well, but and still try to charge you 90 bucks, I'm going to say, mm, well, but, that, but, that, but that's part of it. Is that, do, that do they want to continue gutting the talent? But we're talking about Nakamura or Joe coming up right now. Well, maybe I've said I, you said that. I'm not talking about well, that. I, I'm, but that, that's a possibility. Well, the thing is, you don't really gut the talent. You guys keep pretending. Well, not you guys. Really, just Aaron keeps pretending that when one guy. When some guys go, they don't build up other people. The literally two months ago, we talked about how uh, the women's division in NXT is terrible. We don't know. Right they had now, to bring up Mickey James. They didn't yeah, have anyone to one, face off, awesome. and that, and that, and that wasn't a match. problem. That's I'm not saying it's a problem, but it's definitely it's a lot. Do you, do you, there's there's any, do you have any problem with Ember Moon stepping in right now to be the number one contender? Absolutely not. Or, but are you but not excited about that? Hold on. Is, is, is there is there a serious lack of depth compared to how it was six months ago? Are are they as loaded as they were six months ago? No, but we talked about that then. We're having the same conversation right, now that we had then. You're trying to convince me that that means there's some huge issue, and I'm trying I'm to tell you I don't think there's that much I'm of an issue. If you're trying to charge ninety dollars, if you're using the same game, and you plan go for... through a couple of months where it doesn't work, and then you continue to build up those people, and people will choose to come see them, well, or they won't. Asking, well, and that's the thing. And well, if they, they don't, you go get more. I, I, this is a, it's a machine. This is, I, this is part of the WWE machine. They go through ebbs and flows. I don't, I don't know if it's a machine, if it's as much of a machine as people assume it is. Like that, are people coming out to just see NXT? And that was the assumption for a while there. It's, that you're pretending like out. they didn't just pack in a building in Toronto on they, Saturday. And, night. and you know, they will always pack the big weekends. They will always pack the big right, weekends. That's a pretty then important what's thing. What's your problem? Yeah. My problem is that how many people were at the Patriot Center the night? My that problem is that that six months ago we were talking about it being a third brand w- on the WWE level of had, SmackDown or Raw. WWE had, Triple H, stop, Triple H stop. said third brand. Triple stop. H said third. WWE brand. had John Cena wrestle at the Patriot Center on a Monday night a couple months ago. There were less than a thousand people there to see it, and I thought that was a did, dumb business decision as well. I mean, I don't know why you would do that, but did they say all of a sudden, well, fuck? Obviously, SmackDown's not working, or did they say it was one I'm time? I'm not saying NXT's not working. I'm just saying that. They just have to figure out, okay, do we want to, someone like Joe, someone who like Joe, someone like Nakamura, who should be on the main roster, who should, who probably should be on the main roster right now. Are, are we agreed that they would probably be doing No, I've more? said all along, I don't think Samoa Joe should be on the main roster. I've been telling you that for two years. I think he's you the think perfect. Never, like, never. I don't think he has to be. Well, no, no, you... but, but, but I'm just saying, like. And that's what you have to decide then. Something like Joe, you have to say, all right, we want a guy like this. And they might have that decided already but i'm just saying you have to have a plan that okay we want this guy up by then this guy up by then and they might have that plan you do realize just because you're not in the room with them making the plan doesn't mean they don't have one i'm just saying they have to show us that plan like we have to figure out right now what is nxt what is nxt what is nxt no 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 seriously what is nxt right now it's both a third brand and a developmental brand i don't think it can be i don't think it can be i don't think it has been since its inception and i don't think long term it can be because why? Because I think that either you are well, stemming that he's the man. Who have they developed well to the main roster over the past year? Over the past year? Who have they developed? Developed. So well, Alexa Bliss looks pretty good to okay, me. Okay, Alexa. Yes, I'll absolutely give you Alexa. I mean, I I wouldn't mind having Alexa Bliss around. Okay. Uh, are you saying that somebody had to be on NXT in the last year? Someone who has been, you know, 
thinking of a be- tra- traditional they- developmental. Okay, like what, because- what, what OVW, what FCW, what NXT was before they went to TV. Something where, you know, this was a stepping stone. This was going to help them and then push them forward. Why does that matter? There's a bunch of people that came in that they bought a lot of the New York Yankees that were because- already stars. And then they came in and became stars. Because so I think it's hurting happen? developmental in the process. Why? Because why we because we're not getting guys we're not getting people developed. Is Dana Brooke not developed? So, so I don't know if I mean she's not hurting, in It's hurting developmental that the people that are in developmental just don't happen to be already better than Shitsuke and Finn and Kevin I'm Owens. I'm saying that I'm Sam saying McCain that before before they started doing bringing in all of these talents, we had guys who were coming up gradually. You had guys like Seth Rollins, guys like Roman Reigns, guys like Big E, who clearly got the presence, got the chance to go up. Now you have people who can't quite get you the same a few. I but a lot more than we have since we started. Okay, but in the history of WWE, it's always been a pretty balanced group between developmental and also guys they went out and got. Let's but, not pretend but, but like never, Steve but, Austin uh, was not somebody they went out and got. Let's not pretend like Chris Jericho wasn't somebody they went out and got. The or mix, Goldberg. Yeah, the mix of developmental versus of uh, uh, guys they went out and brought has always been uh, sort of half and half. Forever. I mean, but, okay, I guess, and it's part of the ebb, ebb and flow thing, but I think that you... Just, you're allowed to say... I may have been overreacting. I, You're allowed to say that. I think that they do need to decide what what they're doing, and I think that a possible they, possibility. Yeah, I right. think they have they have not decided at all what they're going to do for the next. Six I months. don't know that they have because what Triple H is You're, saying and what they're doing is two different things. Yeah, how right. they have no idea what they're because Triple do H today. was talking about putting NXT on an equal level field as Raw and SmackDown as of five months well, ago. If, if you want me to say that, I don't think that it's going to be on equal level field as Raw and SmackDown. I I don't know if that's even a smart way to go about business, and well, I probably disagree. And, and, and but I'm saying, but that's what was Triple H was saying to, on the conference calls okay. as of a few months ago, and now it definitely doesn't quite seem that way. And I'm just saying. If they don't specifically know, okay, we want this to be did, developed. Did you not really like the show on Saturday night? I love really the like, show on Saturday. Okay. Do you, do you not cons- do you not consider having a pay per view the night before Survivor Series as being on the equal level? No, I don't consider it's it being same on the same venue, selling out the same. Well, I think you make an argument that that's on on the level. Putting on a show that a lot of people would say is better. You would say that's well, not sure. on the level. I, I think there's a good argument for that. I think if that's okay, but okay, and you know what? And that's why if their thing is we want this to be on the level, then that's fine. Make it on the level, but you got to stop including developmental in, in it. Why? Because, because I don't you think you can do both. Because I don't think you can do both. I really I, don't. I, and I and I think that w- since they've tried to push it that way, developmental has suffered a bit. I, 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 I think the development of the the people in the performance center has suffered a bit. I. I how, how? Why do you think that? Because again, in the. As far as the guys, the the development, the people who were there for development, the people who would have been, because in the past, you know, let, let's be clear, someone like Samoa Joe would have never been in FCW. But, essentially what you're saying is that someone who came in with more wrestling background got there quicker than someone who hasn't come in with the same amount of wrestling background. I'm saying that the people who don't have, who aren't getting, aren't getting the reps required to improve themselves. But, because the, the guys who don't need the reps are there, take it because they decide that, we need to sell out arenas. We need to put the TV. Oh, you, oh, you on. mean like every professional sports team business model ever? No, I mean if mo. Wait, yeah, oh, you you cover the Washington Redskins. You yes. think they're not bringing in people that don't need the reps and taking reps away from guys that could use the reps and could one day be a superstar, and instead they're bringing in guys that are already that way? Yeah, because the Washington Redskins want to win now. 
Okay, and, well, and I think the, everybody wants to win now. Okay, exactly. well, and, but that, okay, th- okay that's and right. so, But no one would say the Washington Redskins were a developmental organization. I understand that, but what I'm, what, we're all agreeing that it's not just a developmental organization. There's development going on there. Okay, Absolutely. And, and I think you, I think you need to separate it. I think you need to take I, one I think step you're in, being insane. I, I, I mean, what, okay. I, I really don't we'll know see. where you're coming we'll from. We'll see, we'll see. I, I have a feeling. Let's get to the summer, and we'll, we'll see where we are but there. What, what are you judging you that by? You mean when they sell out Brooklyn again? They're going to sell out Brooklyn. They're going to sell out. Uh, so what are you judging? What do you think is a failure? I think that the the I think the failure is twofold. A, I don't think that the the product is as hot as it was, and I think that well, you everybody knows that the product wasn't as hot as it was because it was absurdly hot. It was hot at a level yes, okay. that could never and be duplicated. Two, I think I think that as far as the developmental guys go, and it, it's you're deciding someone like Joe, who is not a development, needs to stay down in NXT. Then you're going to have problem developing guys for the main roster, which should be because, hypothetically the top because priority. they're going to have a problem working with Joe. No, because Joe's not going. You just said Joe's not going to come up. But but so I'm saying he's going to stay down there and work with them. Okay, that's right. But who's going to come up then? Who's going to Who's going to come up? Who's going to come up? I'm going to bet that Bobby Roode is probably going to come up. Shinsuke Nakamura is going to come up. Oscar's going to come up. DIY is going to come up. They already have. Okay, then what, what's that going to do? The revival is going to come up. Then what's that going to do? They're going to continue to find more guys to put in those roles the way that they have for the last few years. You're acting like this is a first time thing. Well, this they've been is doing this. That, they've been this doing this for years. They have never called Aaron, up someone Aaron, in mass like they have over the past six months. Aaron, they've never done question, it before. Aaron, Aaron, yes. quick question. Yes. What were the two tag team matches at NXT TakeOver Toronto? NXT TakeOver Toronto were DIY against The Revival and TM61 against How many the of those guys weren't, those weren't guys developmental were guys? A year ago. You're right. That, you're right it's about just, that part. I just... Shut up. Shut up. Okay. Just shut up. We'll see. We'll, we'll have this conversation again in the summer. We'll have this conversation. Well, we had it three months ago and you said the same thing. I, and I just, this isn't going to be tomorrow they're going to go out of business. This is a long-term <laughs> thing. They're not going out of business. Of course they're not going out of business. But this is a long-term thing and I could see if they continue down the, I don't know what this is, whether this is a brand or developmental. But you're the only one that's saying that. I'm not the only one who's saying this. Okay, you and I'm the not. internet smarks then. Okay, I don't know. Everybody, fine. we all watch the show on Saturday night and said, that's great. I'm watching, NXT is the reason why I decided I'm, to I become... I can watch a TNA show and say that one show is great and say that... Okay, but you know what I'm not problem. doing? I'm not paying 10 bucks a month for TNA. NXT alone continues to be the reason why WWE is getting 10 bucks from me every month. Because once upon a time, I told you guys I refused to get it, and then you said, you better start fucking watching NXT. And you know what hasn't happened? I haven't started being disappointed by NXT at any point. So I've continued to be willing to pay the 10 okay. bucks a month to make sure that I can watch NXT, despite the fact that, truth be told, I could probably watch it on the internet for free. You probably could. You could watch everything on the internet for free. On the card in Toronto, real rap, Samojo and Ty Dillinger were the only people that were on the card that were there a year before. Uh, And you're saying that they have a problem with creating new stars and their whole branding process and the way they're running their organization. And I just named two people of what? 12 that were there a year ago? Oscar was there a year ago, too, but... Barely. So okay, so three. You are you happy about that? Nick you James. Better I mean, about I mean when, you're, when you're pulling Mickey James, I I think there's a whatever. We we've been through. We're going around in they circles. They brought in Jushin Liger last year. I Was that a problem? They brought in Goldberg. 
come on, man. Well, no, well, I was speaking about NXT. Yeah, we're talking about NXT. That, the main, and I actually have an interesting take on You didn't that. bitch about Jushin Liger last summer. You didn't say, boy, the fact that they had to go out and get Jushin Liger proves there's a real problem for NXT. You sat there naked and said, I'm going to beat off the fact that we're going to have Jushin Liger facing Sami Zayn. But all of a sudden, it's no, a it problem. Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze, thank you. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, come on, uh, you're get right. that you're right. right. No, 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 you're right. But all of a sudden, this year, because they had to go out and get Mickey James, it's a huge problem and proves that NXT is fucked. It's not. It was awesome. I they had an awesome opportunity to do something. Did I say it was fucked. I just say you have to decide whether it is developmental or if it is a uh, third. No, why? it can be both. Why? Why, why can it not be? It can both? a thousand why? percent be both. I don't why? Think it can be. Well, why? right. So it's, it's Aaron's Aaron's personal beliefs, I guess, is what we got he here. Said, he, his reasoning is I don't think it can. And what? your reason, it, reasoning is run. my reason is look at the evidence. My and my evidence is. First of all, we're three months removed from the, obviously that we're not screwed three months after the mass exodus from NXT. We're like that wasn't going to be an instant, you know, changer right there. I'm saying yeah, they're, def- they're definitely screwed the way they sold out. That's right. Tomorrow. That's right. I think that if they continue doing a mass exodus every <laughs> six months, then yes, they're going to be screwed. Do, who's saying they're going to do a mass exodus do, every do, six do months? Do you think that they're going to have decent amount of cops after Mania? Do I think that yeah, a couple probably. of people will get caught up? Yes, I think a think couple of SummerSlam people. again. Yes, that's probably their business I, model, Aaron. I, and I, yeah, okay, that, but and I I'm think, saying, but like, you're you, saying you mass continue. exodus. Like, what do you think that's going to be? Do you think it's going to be twelve people? I think, I think we, that we after just... WrestleMania, they'll probably bring up two or three people. That's what they typically do. They brought up more people because they had the, a brand extension. They draft. brought up the Shield at one time. That's three guys right there. Yeah, I, I mean, but but again, we're talking about a span where we called up about. 15, 16 people in a four-month span. Is that correct? Something around Something there? Something along those lines. And, yes. they've, and they get, they put on a great show. They did put on a great show. And they're going to continue to put on great shows. Because they, do you I, think that right. Patrick Clark won't be able to, do you think he can't develop? I think that Patrick Clark should be on TV more right now. I and agree would, that he should and, be on and TV And would more. be if it was a developmental organization. Uh, okay. And the fact that definitely means he's never going to get to find his way on the TV. I think that it's going to slow his progression. I got it. I got it. I got it. We got to take a break. Yeah, we, we do. We have to take a break. I just looked up Aaron, straight. Aaron, you're just the worst. Well, we all agree on that. That's the one thing we can all come together on. We'll see. We, yeah, you we'll keep see. saying we'll see. Like, we'll that's see. an argument. It is You an sound argument. like Stephen A. Smith. It's like, I don't. I, I, if, if, if I say... 20 years from now, the NFL is going to be much smaller than it is right now. I can't go three months later and say, oh, it's, look, I'm it's right. It's just a silly hot take. And if you happen to luck out to being right, it's not because you were smart. It's because you got lucky. That's all it is. The, the evidence is Aaron, the product Aaron, is here's, good. Here's what I want you to do. If you really believe this in your heart of hearts, which you're saying that you do, yes. I want you to give us a tangible reason that we can look back a year from now and say, you know what? Write something. This is evidence. Write something. Okay. Why. Write something. Okay. All right. And, all right. And, and we'll, we'll look at it and we'll go back a year from now. From now, and we'll yeah. Do, and we'll do that. Okay. All right? We'll put Sounds it in a time good. capsule. Sounds good. You guys can keep talking. I have to take a break. We're gonna take a break. Come back and talk about WrestleMania or WrestleMania Survivor Series. Yeah, how do we go this long just talking about NXT? I don't know because you went. <laughs> you, I, you I thought I was us. doing a throwaway. I gotta go. I gotta, I gotta take a break. I gotta take a break. Right. We'll come back in. We'll talk about Survivor Series. That's next. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron. He's an asshole, and he's. AJ Francis, this is Jobbing Out. How well do you pick weekly NFL games? Pick Factor is the free new app that lets you pick each week's games and see how you do against your friends or against the whole country. Join other leagues or create your own custom league all for free. Pick Factor is easy to download from the Google Play Store or the App Store. When you open the Pick Factor app for the first time, a full tutorial shows you what to do. Play against the Press Box staff. When you download Pick Factor, click Join a League and enter 
after league name PBS for PressBox Sports. Once you enter PBS, you'll be able to see how your weekly picks do against the PressBox staff. This week, anyone who beats the PressBox staff will automatically be qualified to win a $25 Royal Farms gift card. One winner will be chosen from everyone who beats our entire staff. You need to be 18 or older to enter and live in Maryland. No purchase is necessary. We will notify the winner through email in the Pick Factor app. If nobody beats our entire staff, the person in our league with the highest score will win the $25 gift card. To get the most points, fill out your picks by Thursday. It's you against the Press Box Pros. Download the Pick Factor app in the Google Play Store or the App Store. Stay up to date with all the latest Ravens game day info with PressBox's Project Game Day. Use your phone, tablet, or computer to get a live stream of the latest social media, video links, and pictures keeping you in touch with every aspect of this week's game. In front of the TV or on the go, use any smartphone or computer to get into the action now at PressBoxOnline.com slash GameDay. That's PressBoxOnline.com slash GameDay. PressBox's Project Game Day is presented by ParXL and Geico. So I have a great idea. Okay. Put me in the back of a truck. You can drive. No. With a bunch of clothes, winter clothes. No. And drive me downtown. For eight years you've been trying to do this. And I'll throw the clothes out to homeless people. We're not doing it that way. All right. But I do have a good idea. Okay, let me hear it. Instead, we're going to raise all these coats, and then we're going to take them to the Helping Up mission, and we're going to let them get them to the right people. But we've been doing that for like five or six years. Yeah, and it's worked really well. I'm bored with that. No. Let's do it the right way. All right, well, let's do it again then. Glenn Clark, Drew Forrester, and yes, we're going to do the coat drive again this year. Tell us about who's involved and where people can take. Who isn't involved? We need your coats. We need your sweaters, your sweatshirts, your gloves, your hats, your socks, kids' clothing, women's clothing. We need it all. Uh, We're going to have a couple of different locations. We'll have to get that to you here eventually. But for sure, we know that we're going to go to Helping Up Mission on December the 20th to hand out all of the clothing. I'll tell you in the meantime, you can bring them by the studio, 3600 Clipper Mill Road here in Hamden, Suite 155, anytime. We're going to have an event at Glory Days Grill on December the 13th. And we're going to do something at Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square as well. Correct. And Jerry. Toyota. So we're going to have a bunch of different locations for you to drop stuff off. It's the coat drive. Are you sure you don't want to do the truck? No. Just stop, one, stop it with the truck. Just one year. No. All no. right. We'll, we'll do help this helping up mission. An old, and I do mean old, familiar voice is back. Stan the fan with the bat around every Saturday, along with Adam Gladstone, will look to entertain, inform, and educate our listeners right here on PressBoxOnline.com. Click on the Listen Live button. To hear the bat around every Saturday, 10 to 12, Stan the Fan and Adam Gladstone, Real Baseball Talk is back. Go to PressBoxOnline.com slash Stan the Fan to hear the bat around every Saturday from 10 to 12. Sierra Hotel. India. Echo. Lima. Delta. Shield. Back in here, segment number two. It is Jobbing Out. I'm Glenn Clark. He's, no, we're not talking about him right now. And he's the main event. AJ Francis, the Washington Redskins. He's Aaron Oster, is is who he is. But he's he's, he's the worst, is what he is. <laughs> uh, he said he said uh, during the break. By the way, he's like, all right, we got to make a plan for the next segment right. so that we don't get we don't get veered off subject. I'm like, well, are you fucking kidding me? You son of a bitch. <laughs> Uh, all right, whatever. Uh, all you, right. you still have to uh, cover yourself in uh, in syrup. That's so, right. So I'm I'm happy. So I got, I got one question. You're also you. a stupid idiot. I'm yeah. not sure if you're aware. I, I am. Stupid but I have idiot. one question for you guys. Yes. Remember Goldberg? I do. Remember his run? I remember. The, the, I remember. Do you? I remember. Because I remember. that match, what we saw at Survivor Series, I said oh, on yeah, Twitter, I was the ultimate member berries match. 
Like, that was the, like, it was the perfect nostalgia. Like, I remember Goldberg Streak. I'm watching Survivor Series because of Goldberg Streak. So let's do Goldberg Streak and have him beat people in two minutes again. Um, I have... I, I, <laughs> my only thing is, like, I, I, I was shocked, as was everybody, I assume, and I loved it. Um, I even though I picked Brock Lesnar. Okay, so I, you you loved it. I think that it would have been better if Brock Lesnar won, but the way they did it, I love how they did it because if their end goal was to get obviously get Goldberg in the Royal Rumble and give him one last run to Mania, probably put him in the Hall of Fame this year. That's the perfect way to kick it off because realistically, now who do you have that like who can you bring out there? That's going to beat Goldberg, Lesner. other than Brock Lesnar or Braun Strowman. Well, I mean, I, you start by having Lesnar. Let me tell you. So I've I have waffled Lesner on. Lesnar obviously is going to eliminate Goldberg in the Royal Rumble. Right. Yes, I've waffled on whether I loved or I hated it, and I and I'm I, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I'm really struggling. Can, with can I get my first or do you? All right, go ahead. I was going to say in a bubble, I loved it. If this was just in a bubble, loved it. I just don't like the potential long term ramifications of it. But I think that. Uh, if you're just looking at it in a you know a weekend long thing, what? I thought that it was what? the perfect. What do, you, what do you mean the long term ramification? I I just think that you know we we had always talked about you know they're building up Brock Lesnar for someone whoever beats Brock Lesnar is going to get that rub you know that sort of thing and to not give it to you know to give it to Goldberg I right. think I, I think creates long term problems. But as far as I, a I, 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 but I think if your end goal is to get a real match between Brock and Goldberg at Mania, that. Yes, like th- that was that seems to me what their end game is now. Yeah, and that's and again, I think that that's if you're if that was the goal, that that's a perfect way to do it. I love the way they built the match. I love the shocking. Mo- you know, we're talking. We talked last week how you know things aren't surprising enough. That was a great moment, a shocking moment, and it worked. And as far as the way they booked the match, the way they you know there was a great story told, even though it was only two minutes long. There was a great story told in that match with uh, you know Goldberg push or. Lesnar pushing back into the corner, getting shoved down and laughing him off, being way too overconfident in his overconfidence being his downfall. Like, that was the perfect way for Lesnar to lose. I Absolutely. Just, I it just reminded me so much, and I've said this before, the way they booked Brock Lesnar is like a UFC fighter. And it's, it's like he won his match with Randy Orton, he busted him open with his elbow strike. And then he's won other matches just decimating people. And, and now you have the Conor McGregor, Nate Diaz one, right, where yeah. you have the guy coming in who's the best guy in the world. He knows it. We know it. And he's too cocky coming into the fight, and he gets his ass kicked. And then what happens? You have the rematch, and the better man wins in the end. And that's exactly how I think it's going to play out, and I think it's brilliant. All right. Here's my one issue, and it's, it's similar to what Aaron's saying. It's more... Brock Lesnar didn't suddenly become overconfident, right? He's gone on to every match overconfident that he's had since he returned. You're not exactly saying this, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make your argument for you before you can make it. Okay, James? I know this is not exactly what you're saying, but you're essentially saying Goldberg, Bill Goldberg, is so much better than Randy Orton and John Cena and... Dean Ambrose. And Dean Ambrose, and there was a Seth Rollins match in there, too, although that didn't have a Roman finish. Roman Reigns. You're saying, yeah, Roman Reigns. You're saying he's so much better than all of them, because this you didn't change anything no, about... No, that's not what they're saying. That's, let me let me say, 
what they're saying is that because Brock Lesnar thought Goldberg was just some washed up old man but, but, and he went into it thinking that he wasn't going to have to work at I understand. all his ass. It's the old Buster Douglas Mike Tyson. I, I understand what Was you're saying. Buster what? Douglas better than Evander Holyfield or Lennox Lewis or I I, or I agree wholeheartedly. I agree. But what I don't think you did, and I'm I'm just from my perspective, I don't think you really showed Brock Lesnar treating this much different than he's treated any other match. I don't think you showed him. Every other match, every match he's been in since he's arrived, he's been the same guy. Overconfident, I'm going to win, I don't have to do much here. That You've never shown a different Brock Lesnar. But I, why does that matter? Because you're trying to make the argument for why it's different. It, it is different. Was Conor McGregor any different before that Nate Diaz fight than he'd ever been? No, but he ended up being more confident than he should have been, correct? Right. So, Brock Lesnar was no different than any other match that he'd been in, but he ended up being too confident because he assumed that Goldberg was a washed-up old man. But was he not too confident against other guys? But were other guys they had the way that Goldberg gets booked? Other guys don't get booked like that. You get what I'm saying? I I think I understand what you're saying, and I'm I, I'm what I'm trying to admit like, is that this like isn't. Against Goldberg, the guy who will just spear you twice, put you in a jacket. Right, I understand. I understand that. And somebody else's argument would be, well, shouldn't Roman Reigns be able to do something similar? Like, yeah, shouldn't he, that? He should, but hey, that's never been his character. You guys talk about, well, what is his character? Do you? That's never been his character. Right. Ever. You're saying this is. There's no one you're, else's character. You're saying that Bill Goldberg's the only guy that ever won matches by by eighty, 80 seconds. Like. On a consistent basis, other right. than Braun Strowman against Jobbers? Yeah. Right. No, I mean, there's some argument for that. I'll give you that. There's some argument for that. I still think it's a very, it's a fine line. I, I think you have to then, I think, I guess what I would say then is I think you have some work to do with Brock Lesnar. And that's okay. You know what I mean? I, when I say that, you always get mad at me like, oh, you're only getting him one week. It's okay to have work to do, but you got to do the work. I think you've got to go through, what's that? What work? I think you have to go through and show Brock Lesnar. This is now the Rocky montage, right? Like you have to go through and show Brock this Lesnar. This is Rocky three. He, you know, he wasn't paying, paying right. attention to Mr. T. Correct. You now have to show him being different somehow to backsell that. If if he just goes back and is the same guy, then I don't think you've told that story. And I think it's sort of just like, hmm, doesn't work. Um, I think you have to go back now and show him saying, oh shit. I better prepare to beat this guy, and and I've got to do something. I some think you don't even have to do that. I think if you just have Goldberg in the Royal Rumble, he eliminates like five guys. Then Lesnar comes out, eliminates him, and eliminates like five, six guys. Then you're like, oh shit, yeah, this is the Lesnar that we know. This is the Lesnar. He's ready to fucking perform now. But that's doing some work. That is, yeah. if, if he shows just sheer, sheer right. focus, and it's like, oh, you know, the animal has been, you know, the beast has been unleashed again, type thing. There's an amount of showing work there. Yes. Yeah. There, there's, there's an amount a little, of showing work there. I say my one question about this, and it's one, it's a genuine question. I'm not trying to make a point one way or another here. I'm curious about it. If the end game for this is Goldberg Lesnar at Mania, does the Survivor Series match, does it change, like, does it massively increase that match at Mania at all? Because the the idea here is is like the you, you brought up Diaz McGregor. The the idea is that you know the second match is going to be the big one, and I'm just not sure that. Goldberg versus Lesnar, the rematch is going to be any bigger than Goldberg versus Lesnar, the first match. And it, I think it is, and it's strictly because a, it's at WrestleMania. Well, oh, but a uh, WrestleMania. And, okay, go ahead. Sorry. It's at WrestleMania, and b, 
you're going to know going into it that you're going to get, well, you're going to assume going into it that you're going to get a real match. Right. And not just this two minute beatdown. And that's why I think it does make the second one more intriguing. I, I don't, I don't disagree with you that it makes it a little bit more intriguing. I just don't know if that's tangible. I mean, here, here's, here would be my thought process as to, you know, why maybe you just do the one if, you, if that was your goal. You could have, you know, for example, if, I think that, I think you can make a very, uh, clear argument that people were watching for Goldberg, for Lesnar, not necessarily for Goldberg versus Lesnar. I think that a lot of people were watching, you know, for Goldberg's return there. I think that if you wanted, you could have done Goldberg versus Rusev. He wasn't on the card. And it would have had similar business. And this is more thinking in a business perspective than anything else right now. What? Do you think that Goldberg versus Rusev would have had similar business to Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar? Yes. Did I, you just say that out your I, mind? I, I think I, if you have a match with Goldberg and a match with Lesnar, that there is not a significant difference between that and Goldberg versus Lesnar for Survivor Series. I understand the argument you're trying to make. I Like I said, I, 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 I disagree. Okay. And, and, I do think Goldberg's return, while alone is huge, was bigger because it involved Brock Lesnar. And I, again, tangibly, I don't know yeah, what that number and, is, but I... I understand what you're trying to say, and which is Goldberg. But, but, Aaron's the king of the takes that can't be tangible. Right. Well, no. uh, well and, but that, and that's just kind of my question here. Is, is more than Survivor Series itself, my question was, does this now, again, business-wise, make it bigger? Like, if they hadn't done Goldberg versus Lesnar here at Survivor Series and instead just waited till Mania. Yes, it does, because it's WrestleMania. Well, well, no, no, but I'd say Goldberg versus Lesnar Mania, you stamp that in. There is no question that that match is happening. Uh, the question is simply, do you have Goldberg versus Lesnar at Survivor Series, or do you just well, you, put Goldberg there? As, well, I think as there's a couple things. I, I think what we've seen is reportedly Goldberg was not planning right. on this. That, that there's, that's actual truth. That yeah. The plan was just for him to come back and do the thing. And his reactions have been so big that right. they decided to change the plan. So I, I'm willing to buy into that, right, and that that changes your plan. And if you had known all along that Goldberg was going to be willing to do WrestleMania, maybe you do or maybe you don't do this. Right. I don't know. I, I can't tell you that. I also know that you were really pushing a video game. And yeah. so there's a big part of this whole thing has been pushing this video game. Fantasy Warfare. Right, and that's the reason why you've done it. That's fine. You know what I mean? That's all part of the business, and I don't really even have a problem with that because we got Goldberg-Lesnar out of it, right? And whether or not it was a great match. Look, nothing that we saw on Sunday night was all that great, but it felt big, right? Like, we, the matches were fine. They were fine. I thought the men's match was very good. Yeah, but, I would even it, I would argue for that. Right. But it, the the lack of stakes I thought hurt it. Yes, it that well. But I've been saying that for three weeks. Yes. You know what I mean? Like that. I it just I, I was not. Buying. I don't think it hurt it at all. I think you got to see, bro. You got to see the Shield get back together. You yeah, I think see, you got to see Shane O'Mac. Do I, I'm not dive. again. I have no problem with what I saw. I'm saying I think it could have felt even bigger if you I, had just said there was something I, on the line. Yeah, and, and here's the best way to put it. I thought that as just like a match in a bubble, it was better than the 2014 match. But the 2014 match felt way bigger because there oh, was it was so the much stake the of the, the future of the company. Was right, at stake. Exactly. right. That, that's what I'm right. saying. Correct. That was the idea. Um. You got that. It felt like a big night. It was obviously big. The WWE is trying to position Survivor Series again as being a big pay-per-view, and it did a lot to position it as a big pay-per-view, whereas otherwise it would not have had the same feel. So for all of those reasons, it was a good thing. Um, do I think that yeah, right- that's also why you got that Goldberg Lesnar at Survivor Series makes sense? Their new clear business model, you know, the one that you said they don't have, is Aaron. Is that <laughs> with NXT to be fair? That yeah, you have an NXT major NXT show before a major WWE show. 
And that's their clear planned business model because that's their business model they already have set for Royal Rumble and for Mania and for SummerSlam and for Survivor Series. You know, the business model you said doesn't exist. That is clearly in play. The way you make things big and you make it so that Survivor Series stands out because they didn't pick money in the bank, bank like we all say, and I would be willing to bet that there's not a single wrestling fan in a bubble that would say they like Survivor Series over money in the bank. I don't know how any human being could. Exactly. Nostal- based on nostalgia, those are the, o- the nostalgic fans would be the only ones yeah, who would say. Born in 1947, maybe, for sure. Right. But everyone born after uh, Nixon was president, I got to <laughs> think, would prefer... Uh, Money in the Bank. Remember the gobbledygooker? I do. Remember? I remember. Remember Guerrero inside the gobbledygooker costume? <laughs> <laughs> but the problem is that when you have that and their plan is to build up these specific pay-per-views, you have to have a match like this at Survivor Series. And I'm sure that's going to be their template from this point forward, making Survivor Series the, wow, can you believe that they're putting these two guys in the match together? Pay-per-view. Also, let's talk about how good news it would be. And if we know now that we're getting Brock Goldberg too at Mania, um, that means that we're not getting Brock, Brock Shane, Shane at yes. WrestleMania. Yes. So I believe we can all, <laughs> Amen, Hallelujah, Glory be, that we're not getting that. Although, of course, the question now is: Is Shane still going to do something at Mania, and is it going to be worse is, than is Brock? Is he alive? I mean, like, Boy. Is... I mean, it's cl- it's probably going to be Shane Triple H. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. It can't be Shane Triple H because you're already doing Triple H, Seth Rollins. Yeah, There's oh, no yes, way they're abandoning. Oh, no, that. I keep telling you. Aaron made it clear they don't even know what they're doing next week. <laughs> so how would you know what they're doing at Mania? Well, I thought they were doing Shane, Bo- <laughs> Shane Brock, and so apparently... I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't even know if there's going to be NXT on tonight. These guys just fly <laughs> by the street. Right. That's right. Well, you actually probably know that this week's going to be a, 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 a bad show that they taped. Like two, they taped a match before. It's going to be a dark, it's going to be a dark match from right. the, Toronto and yes, a bunch of highlights. Toronto, from, and then yes. highlights. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, real quick, because we haven't even talked about it. i tell you what. We'll come back. I want to give one more thought. The one thing that is kind of exciting about this new business model where they want to make Survivor Series a big deal is that some of the things that we've kind of asked for and we've wanted, there's a more viable path to it. They're always going to be up against football for Survivor Series every year. They're never going to be able to get away with just doing a Survivor Series pay-per-view or even selling it's the one time a year where Raw and SmackDown face off against each other. Well, either that means you're having two Royal Rumble matches, which maybe they are, or you're a liar because... If you're gonna have one match, no, pres- but it, that that I, no, I don't see that. You're you're taking that semantically wrong. Well, I mean, but they, it's true. They're, no, no, they're literally the team is Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. In Royal Rumble, people work for Raw and SmackDown, and they're trying to win for themselves. Well, apparently, people weren't working for Raw. Well, and I was gonna Smackdown. say you didn't do a really good job of giving them reason for it to be Raw versus SmackDown. Um, the moral of the story being, I don't think that's ever gonna be alone enough to sell it. As a major pay-per-view, but if you get the nostalgia pay-per-view, I have no beef. If you, we've talked so much about Kurt Angle in the last twelve months. And if your plan is this year was Goldberg, next year is Kurt Angle. You're after that, the Hardys. I am <laughs> high-fiving everyone as part. I have no problem with you deciding that that's going to be the way that we treat Survivor Series moving forward. And it would make perfect sense because every one of those guys, even if uh, like maybe not. Angle, I'm sure Angle and the Hardys would be able to continue working. Right, if they wanted to. Mania, 
But if you come across guys that just want to make a good run from Survivor Series to Rumble to Mania, that, it is a nice song. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. Absolutely. I, I I don't I don't love. I've told you before. I don't love just a guy being given a title opportunity because of their name. But this really is the best way they've done this. There's nothing wrong with Bill Goldberg putting himself in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, you're injecting him into the quote-unquote title picture, but you're not really. You're, you're giving him a 1 in 30 or, you right. know, tech, yeah. Anybody, we put legends in the Royal Rumble forever. Right. He's got the same odds that Drew F. and Carey had once upon a time when Drew Carey decided to be in the Royal Rumble. He has the same odds as the Godfather who came out, got eliminated, and horse back up the ramp. Yes. No problem with DDP just had this. You know what yes. I mean? Like, I got no, yeah. Beth, Beth Phoenix had an opportunity. I got no beef with it whatsoever. Oh, yeah. The problem would have been if you had Goldberg come out and do this and then say, "Well, you're fighting for the title." I, I think that I think that's not the best way to go about doing this. I think what you're doing with Goldberg is perfect. And if that is literally the exact same thing that you do with Kurt Angle next year, I got no problem because it means that I get a little bit of Kurt Angle at the end of the run. I get a little teary-eyed. He gets to go in the Hall of Fame after that. I get a six-month span, and I say high fives all around, gang. High fucking fives all around. So if that's what we've learned about. What's going to come from from Survivor Series and this new business model for the WWE with the four pay-per-views, I, I dig it. Because the rest of the year, you don't have to worry about football. But you're always forever going to have to worry about football in the fall, and Survivor Series is going to be tough because of that. Down, down with you using it this way. Totally in on Survivor Series being the place where we get to watch you know the guys that we love come back and, and, and get to throw down one more time. And if they can work for another you know four or five months, whatever, what's... Really, would they have to do? They have to essentially work two other matches. You got to get in yeah. the Royal Rumble. You got to do something at WrestleMania. Right. You really don't you, you, have. You to don't wrestle. have to have a match on uh, Raw or SmackDown. So I, I'm all for it. I think it's great. Why don't we now look to what we got out of the other matches? Um, do you want to break and do this, or do you want to do Raw here and then do SmackDown in the next segment, or how do you want to? Let's handle do Raw it? here and then. Okay. So here's what we come out of from Raw, and. Look, obviously the the Shield reunion was like the giddy moment, you know what I mean? But I thought there was a really awkward moment on Monday night where it's very clear that while we think we know based on what we were AJ, do you do you know what the do you get know what the announced uh, main event was for the next pay-per-view? No. Okay. God damn it. Co- cover your ears for 20 seconds. While, Here's our while we thought we knew that, it's very obvious that what it should be is something totally different yeah, to I mean, me. Yeah, okay. AJ? And, yeah. AJ! I'm back. Okay. Okay. I, it's, I mean, what it seems like right now is it should be a four-way. Correct. Yeah. It's exactly what it seems like it should be. There is, it, it, I cannot fathom having any of these guys. The only guy, and I know AJ is going to be mad about it. The only guy you can make an argument right now that shouldn't be in the title picture is Roman. You you haven't really done anything. Well, plus, he has a title. Like, well, there's that, and that, but that's a small part. I don't really it, have a problem a, with that. It's it's a small part, but I do he's think really that been a, a a small like it seemed forced, right? It seemed like a a a, a trope. Well, I mean, was, he was the, wasn't he the last person left for. Team Raw? For Raw, right, but it wasn't as if that he was such a monster or so dominant or carried the team or something along those lines that it, it felt like that alone was why he should be thrown into the picture. He's the guy that feels like it's sort of being forced because, well, if you've got two heels, you have to have two faces. The real issue is, like, I, 
it's clear they want Roman Reigns in the title picture. I mean, that's just the way it's been for a long time. They don't want to go very long. They can't, they want John Cena in the title picture. They want Roman Reigns in the title picture. It's just the way that it goes. Right now, he's the fourth. But if that's what it is, and you say, hey, we want to make it four, I'd have no problem with him being the four as long as all three of the others. I just don't know how right now you can justify having a title match at your next pay-per-view that don't involve the other three dudes. They're all right there. Chris Jericho, Seth Rollins, and Kevin Owens, to me, all have to be in. And it's not, I don't think it's enough to say we're going to split it up and have two different matches. I just, I think you've come too far with this right now to not have all four be in the title picture. I had no argument. Absolutely no argument. AJ? Uh, I don't really, to me, uh, I think Roman, it's, all you'd have to do is have Roman win a number one contender match. Yeah, not I mean, I'm not saying you can't, right? I'm just saying as to right now, he's, it, the best work they did to put him in the title picture was during the, the highlight reel to have both Kevin and Jericho say at the same time, Roman Reigns. That's the best work yes. they've done to justify him being the title picture at the moment. But that's fine, because it actually works. Um, and again, when you're adding him as a fourth, that's fine. And he's also Roman Reigns. You're right. Like, right. that's not, I, I do want to make sure I'm very I'm, clear and, about and, that. And you're right, you're right that you could just have a number one contender, but it just feels like there's so much unfinished business there between Rollins and Owens that if you had simply, uh, you know, Reigns and Owens and Rollins not be involved, that it would feel, it would feel wrong. I, I agree. Yeah. And that's where I'm at. So, um, I think it has I to mean, be. I mean, it, Chris Jericho was the person that cost Rollins the match on Raw. Right. So it's it's very easy to build a feud between Chris Jericho and Seth Rollins. But I just hate the idea of that, of, of it costing Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins should be in the title picture right now. I mean, he just, he's Seth Rollins. He's the, he's the he guy. Hasn't, he hasn't lost cleanly in the title right. match yet. So I, I'm not saying you can't do it, and I'm not saying that they won't do it. I, I would not be surprised at all if that's what you got is Seth Rollins, Chris Jericho, Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens. I wouldn't be surprised by that one bit. But I just don't, I can't justify it. Right now, to me, at, at worst, it should be all four of those guys in one match with the title on the line. And I think it's better for Jericho and Owens for it to be that way. I mean, I just do. I think that's, it's a natural evolution of the buddy cop movie, right? It's yep. now, now we're going to make it super awkward. We're putting you, Owen says to Jericho, you're going to have my back, right? Well, yeah, but well, we're going to win the title, right? Like, As long as one of us wins, it's right, okay. It's a natural evolution of the buddy cop to, yep. to put them in a situation like that. I just, It's too obvious right now to have both of them be in the title in the title match to me. You have to go that route. And I don't think you so desperately – the argument would be you get a good secondary match out of it, you get a good co-main event. I don't think you necessarily need that because you still have a women's match that's a clear co-main event Right now, I mean, there's just so much happening right there that pick and choose what you want to do out right. of it. It looks like it's going to be Sasha and Charlotte again, and now Nia Jax maybe splitting off with, with Bailey, or maybe Nia Jax and Sasha and Bailey and Charlotte maybe, I guess more after what we saw on Monday night. Maybe Nia and Sasha, right, Nia came out. Nia and Sasha, yes. Right, it'd be Nia, Nia, and, Sasha. Nia and Sasha yes. and Charlotte and Bailey. Yes. At, and both of those are, are, yes. are massive, right? Yes. They're both huge matches, and I'm all in on both of them. Um, the, the one thing that you lose is if you have Roman Reigns, then you lose your next, your mid-card championship. Right. You, you can't have Reigns versus Sammy or something like right, that. Right, something along those lines. But, you know, could you continue Sammy and Braun? Sure. That look, you know, that, that there could be something there. You know, I, Sam- I, I could see, I could see a situation where it ends up being Braun versus Roman for the U.S. title at, 
uh, Royal Rumble. And that would actually be, I think that with the four out, if we're assuming it's going to be a four hour yeah. rumble, then you're probably going to see a lot of guys pulling double duty. Double duty, right. Both being in the rumble and working individual matches. Um, well, or you have enough talent that you could do, you don't have to do it that way. But you probably will. But yeah, they probably will. Um, I'm going to assume that Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns, if they were in a U.S. title match, would also be in the right, Royal Rumble. They would want to be in the Royal Rumble. I agree. You also have Rusev and Cass appear to be headed towards something, right? Like, And I don't think that's a bad thing. That, at least you're getting Rusev on the card. You're getting Rusev on the card, and you're doing a little bit more with Cass, right? Like, if you're not going to have them in the, the title picture, then I like that Can you push Cass. Cass looks like a guy that should be – remember, they just had him in number one, one contenders match right. not that long ago, right? Like, I think it works perfect because it gives you time – to have them not involved in a tag team storyline, and because you can really do, you could really do Cass versus Rusev for until February, if you really wanted to, you could do that feud that long, and then right around February, well, what do we have here? We got a title match versus yeah. the club. Yeah, we got a title match versus the club. I mean, I I'm, I like it. I really do like it. I mean, I, I it was. Honest to God, people are going to poo-poo that segment with, with Enzo. I really thought it was great. I really I did. it was fantastic, and I thought that them together on that uh, commercial. Oh, you know? well, yeah, oh, yeah. Of course, I they, mean, they that, were tremendous doing that. Doing that, that, but, was, that was great. Oh, I mean, that, that was but, much who better. Did, who didn't? You see, what, you, I think you were down on it because you just smell Vince McMahon. Yes. And, 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 and that, I think that, that's unfair because the, 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 the whole thing itself was amazing. Dude. Because it started with uh, – it's. It's one thing when you absurdly force dick and ass jokes, right? But the premise of there's a guy backstage having his tag team partner play a prank on him is not absurd. It's I, I not. Didn't, I didn't hate it. I did not hate it. it it's it's a totally viable I didn't thing. Love it as now, much. the notion that that's going to lead to you just walking around with your with your dick hanging out, like yeah, that's probably not going to be the case. But it it got. I thought he was really good in that moment, right? Like. You could tell at first he wasn't, until Cass came back, he was not absurdly cocky, right? Like, you could hear it in his voice. He's like, I guess good, any publicity is good publicity, right? Like, he was kind of, there was, there was vulnerability there. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden Cass comes back and now, you know, he's the fucking cock of the walk again because that's, that's Enzo, right? Like, that's the concept. Um, I, I really loved it. I thought it was better than The Rock calling, Mana ho, you know what I mean? Like, I thought it was, I thought it was, and maybe I'm just a sucker, right? Like, maybe I'm a sucker, but damn it, I enjoyed that segment. I thought it was a, well, that's know, not the segment I was talking about, but yes, it was awesome. Well, we talked about both of them. Yeah. I started by saying that segment. That segment was what I started with, where I think Aaron's down on it because when he sees dick jokes, he just assumes it's old man Vince McMahon and they're all unfunny. But this one I thought was funny. I thought there was something they could have probably had him not wear a yellow thong so that like you could tell that was a little bit awkward. Um, but I don't know. I, I liked it. I thought it was, I thought it was good. I thought you got something good out of it. I like Rusev working with Cass. I think that's a good combo. I think it gives both of them purpose for a little while, which is a good thing for both of them. I like all of that. Um, the, the cruiserweight thing. I, I don't know, man. I, I have no idea. I'm not excited about it. I'm not. I get Rich Swan as number one contender. So what the You hell? didn't like that match? The 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 Kendrick Kalisto match or the number one contender match? The both. I mean, I I like both the matches. I thought it was okay. I, I just I honestly, I'm probably the wrong person to ask cuz I'm so down on Brian Kendrick that I think it makes it difficult for me. I'm so 
Yeah, I, didn't, I really don't know why, but okay. I just don't find him to be. I've never found him interesting. I, I, I find. I think this is the. They tried this week for the first time. They were bringing back the Brian Kendrick, right, and trying to play it that way. I, I, I've just never. I, I've I just, never. you know, same reason. Same reason. One of the reasons I praise the revival that just bringing back the old school heel nature. That's what I really like about Brian Kendrick is that he's really pushing the true old school heel again, which I, I, I enjoy. I guess. I don't know. I just. Plus, I've, I've always liked Kendrick, Kendrick, so. Yeah, I know. You've been a Kendrick guy. Yeah, hey, I'm not really been. sure why you don't like Brian Kendrick, bro. I thought he was fantastic in the Cruiserweight Classic. I thought he's been good in every match that he's been in since he's been on Raw, so I don't really. I think he's been okay. I, I honestly, I'm just. I really don't know what your issue is. I really can't. I don't get it. Uh, you're allowed to have your opinion, but I really think you're tripping. Um. Maybe I am. I don't think he's connected with crowds. You know, you know I think that's I think very clear. The, you know what I think one of the problems is, is that he's he's doing all the old school thing, but he really doesn't have, at least as of now, the strongest face to do that against. Like, no, I think Perkins that's. I agree. A, I think that's hurt him. I, I think. I think if if you're if you're kind of say, poo-pooing him a little bit, I think that that might be one of the things that's causing. Well, I think it. the other problem is that when I'm watching an, a crowd that has absolutely no life whatsoever, yeah. every time he wrestles, I, I don't think that's Kendrick's. I'm not saying it's not. It's his fault or not. I think it doesn't help. I don't think you're going to win me over when I'm watching, and and I think I, I I think everything has been an opportunity to try to go a different direction to to regenerate. Hopefully, this is leading to Rich Swan quickly becoming because I think your best chance of getting life to the cruiserweight division is to have Rich Swan be the champion. Now, even that has not played obviously on Raw the way that it played in the. Nothing has played on Raw the way it played in the Cruiserweight Classic. I hope that the addition of 205 Live will help change that, but let's not pretend like the 205 Live isn't the same crowd as SmackDown which is the same crowd as Raw. So I, I don't know right now that anything is necessarily going to get over these guys to the point that they were on the Cruiserweight Classic. Um, maybe the Cruiserweights should have their show at the same time as NXT, right? Like maybe that ultimately is the better thing for the show is that you, you, you tape it around the same time as you tape NXT, you make it a standalone show on Wednesday nights, and fucking A, if we don't all love it. It worked for the Classic, right? Like, you had basically the same crowd that would show up for NXT show up for the Classic, and they were all into everything. But it's just not, for whatever reason, it is It is when you're going to get popcorn right now, and they're trying to introduce new characters to the crowd, and the crowd is just not giving it even a chance. And I, I know, AJ, you're going to say, well, that's not their fault, it's the crowd's fault. I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you, but, ah, it's it's just not it's just not there. It's just not there, and it's very frustrating. And maybe I'm blaming Brian Kendrick for that unfairly, and that's why I'm, I'm negatively feeling about Brian Kendrick. I just hate that this thing that I love so much and these, these personalities that worked over the summer and how happy I was, it's just not there. It's not clicking right now. And I hope the 205 Live changes that, and I hope that Rich Swan changes that. Off my soapbox. Anything else from Raw? Uh, not really. The New Day... Uh, New Day Club coming up, right? Obviously, it it's very clear they're gonna. I would really kind of love it if they had them drop the titles before they broke the record. It would make me very happy just because it's something it you would, don't expect. It would make the club super heels. Oh my god, it would be so incredible, wouldn't it? I mean, they would just be absolutely the worst. But I don't see it. I just don't see it. I think you you do this because you want to inject the possibility that they could lose the titles before they break the record. And I think I think that the way and Aaron kind of got mad at it last time when they did it like this, um, when you have Xavier get involved and that's how they win. But I think that 
the way that they're doing it now, like their whole, they keep pushing that their whole objective is to get to that point. So it, it actually makes sense to have their team do whatever it takes to win every match until you get to that point. Well, and I kind of wish that they almost would have like kind of admitted, hey, we didn't stick around that long in the tag match because, frankly, it's not important to I mean, us. The, the only problem, and it's the, the problem that I had with it last time that I'm still, I'm a little bit unsure is, you know, New Day were the one group that, you know, you could throw out there and you knew they wouldn't get booed no matter what type of crowd you have. Mm-hmm. And now you're actively courting boos. And I just, I don't know if that's the best strategy. That that's always been you know that was my problem last time. I, I still feel a little bit feel that way, but at least I, you know there's the clear objective there as to why they're doing it, so it's a little bit better. But I right. still don't know if that's the best move. All right, um, why don't we come back in and we'll go over SmackDown, and then we'll wrap things up for the week and let people enjoy their uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Sound good? Yeah. Uh, I am Glenn. He is Aaron, and he is the main event. And this is jobbing out. So I have a great idea. Okay. Put me in the back of a truck. You can drive. No. With a bunch of clothes, winter clothes. No. And drive me downtown. For eight years, you've been trying to do this. And I'll throw the clothes out to homeless people. We're not doing it that way. All right. But I do have a good idea. Okay, let me hear it. Instead, we're going to raise all these coats, and then we're going to take them to the Helping Up mission, and we're going to let them get them to the right people. But we've been doing that for like five or six years. Yeah, and it's worked really well. I'm bored with that. No. Let's do it the right way. All right, well, let's do it again then. Glenn Clark, Drew Forrester, and yes, we're going to do the coat drive again this year. Tell us about who's involved and where people can take their coats. Who isn't involved? We need your coats. We need your sweaters, your sweatshirts, your gloves, your hats, your socks, kids' clothing, women's clothing. We need it all. Uh, we're going to have a couple of different locations. We'll have to get that to you here eventually. But for sure, we know that we're going to go to Helping Up Mission on December the 20th to hand out all of the clothing. I'll tell you in the meantime, you can bring them by the studio, 3600 Clipper Mill Road here in Hamden, Suite 155, anytime. You can we're going to have an coats. event at Glory Days Grill on December the 13th. And we're going to do something at Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square as well. Correct. And Jerry's Toyota. So we're going to have a bunch of different locations for you to drop stuff off. It's the coat drive. Are you sure you don't want to do the truck? No. We're stopping. Stop it with the truck. Just one year. No. All right. We'll we'll do the helping up mission. Stay up to date with all the latest Ravens game day info with Pressbox's Project Game Day. Use your phone, tablet, or computer to get a live stream of the latest social media, video links, and pictures keeping you in touch with every aspect of this week's game. In front of the TV or on the go, use any smartphone or computer to get into the action now at PressBoxOnline.com slash GameDay. That's PressBoxOnline.com slash GameDay. PressBox's Project Game Day is presented by ParXL and Geico. Hi there, KZ here with Sarita the NFL Chick. Every Sunday from 10 a.m. to noon, you can hear us right here on PressBoxOnline.com slash radio for the PressBox Fantasy and Reality Football Football Show. Show. Sarita tries to keep me in check. I get a little uh, shady every No, once I just in a while. try to keep KZ in realistic world instead of you either it's stink a, or you're great. It's all about fantasy. It doesn't matter what's real. It just doesn't. Yes, because wins and losses don't matter, KZ. They don't. They don't. Garbage time is winning time. That's all that matters. Anyway, you can listen to us, as I said, 10 a.m. to noon right here. Pressboxonline.com slash radio or slash fantasy, whichever you're in the mood for nfl college football 10 a.m baseball 10 a.m to noon every sunday the press box fantasy and reality football show pressboxonline.com slash radio how well do you pick weekly nfl games pick factor is the free new app that lets you pick each week's games and see how you do against your friends or against the whole country join other leagues or create your own custom league all for free pick factor is easy to download from the google play store or the app store when you 
open the Pick Factor app for the first time, a full tutorial shows you what to do. Play against the Press Box staff. When you download Pick Factor, click Join a League and enter league name PBS for Press Box Sports. Once you enter PBS, you'll be able to see how your weekly picks do against the Press Box staff. This week, anyone who beats the Press Box staff will automatically be qualified to win a $25 Royal Farms gift card. One winner will be chosen from everyone who beats our entire staff. You need to be 18 or older to enter and live in Maryland. No purchase is necessary. We will notify the winner through email in the Pick Factor app. If nobody beats our entire staff, the person in our league with the highest score will win the $25 gift card. To get the most points, fill out your picks by Thursday. It's you against the Press Box Pros. Download the Pick Factor app in the Google Play Store or the App Store. Third and final segment, it is Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster of the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and of course, the main A.J. Francis of the Washington Redskins. So we got through everything that comes, the, the fallout from Raw. When it comes to Survivor Series, let's talk about the fallout for SmackDown. And obviously, as we alluded to at the beginning of the show, the headline is the Wyatt family uh, coming out of SmackDown. The headline is, holy effing shit. The question is, where does it go from here? I will say a little. Oh, go ahead, AJ. Sorry. I think that the object. I, I think that they did a really good job on Tuesday of say of having Randy Orton say we are a family, because what I think that they're going to do is they're going to have Bray and Randy Orton win the the tag team uh, match against uh, American Alpha, and then win the tag team titles from Heath and Rhino, and then use Freebird rules and have Randy and Luke work the tag and have Bray go after the uh, singles title and have them have one big group push that they've never really got. They had it, but they've never had it with belts. And I think that would be good for the Wyatt family, and I think that it would be good for Bray Wyatt himself. And it's clear, as Aaron's pointed out, he keeps doubting Bray Wyatt, and that's why he keeps losing. It's clear that Bray Wyatt is beginning a major push for consecutive months now, which has not happened in a very long time. And I think this will be the perfect opportunity to cash in on that. If, if that's the plan, where you know they have the the tag titles while also having Bray go after the singles title, I have no issue with it, and I think that would be perfect. I think it would be wonderful. Uh, I was about to say my one concern is, you know, they come off of that huge win where they beat everybody. You know, they should be, quite frankly, they shouldn't be going after the tag titles right now. They should say, hey, we're in line for title shots now. If they have any interest in titles, we should be going after the top title. Um, but if that's the plan, I got no issues with it. But they do, I think, they should be setting their sights a little bit higher than the tag titles, and that would be my only concern with it. I, I don't think that's the case because if you look at it, they won the match as a team, all three of them. If it wasn't for Luke Harper working with Bray, working with Randy, they're working as a team. Their whole point right now is to be a cohesive unit. And I feel like getting the tag team title solidifies that, and then they're able to build from there is what I think that they could do. Yeah, as long as they build. I I don't care what order they do it as long as they build. They just got to (sighs) build. This is interesting. I I like where AJ's head is at. The problem is – how many times have we thought this way about the Wyatt family? This was finally going to be the time where they, they went in a little bit. So I guess I'm still nervous, apprehensive, whatever you want to call it, that 
as plausible and as as logical as as your thought process is that it still won't play out that way because I, I'm I'm beaten down when it comes to the Wyatt family, yeah, right? Wait, what did we say about Ziggler two years ago? Oh man, he's yeah, gonna, this is, he, this he, is the moment, this right? This is the time. Um, yeah, that was Daniel Bryan's fault too. <laughs> <laughs> I always forget how much Daniel Bryan fucked everything up. Daniel Bryan, okay, are we gonna sit here? <laughs> All right, let's just be honest for a second. He's a bad Ziggler, GM. He's a bad Ziggler. Ziggler was hot. White hot. He was the squeaky oh. clean baby face that everybody loved, everybody rooted for, and nobody thought ever got the shot that they deserved. And then Daniel Bryan came back, and what happened? I agree. NXT is probably going to be gone in three months. <laughs> That's right. It's just over. It's, I it's totally terrible. agree. <laughs> oh God. All right. Anyway, um, it it all makes sense, but I I have to see it. Right, you know, right now I, am, I I just hope that they don't stick him in the tag division and be like, all right, here's your push. You're going to be in the tag division. And, and I hear you, and I I think you have every right to be worried that that's the case because that's everything we've seen in the Wyatt family. I think but it's a, here's why I don't think that that will end up being the case. Yeah, it's because the brand split. The thing that hurt New Day was the fact that everybody was on the same right. card, and I think the fact that you have the Intercontinental title. Do you, Bray Wyatt can go after the Intercontinental title. Would anybody have a problem with that? No, I wouldn't have a problem with that. He hasn't held a belt. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't had one. Give him something. Randy Orton or Bray Wyatt could go after the, the the WWE title, and nobody would have a problem with that either. The difference was, like in New Day's case, we would have no problem with Kofi and Biggie going for the WWE title, but that was the only title. Now, they could have went after some smaller title. They absolutely could have, but I felt like at that time they were too big for that. Bray Wyatt, on the other hand, has never had a title, so he's not too big for anything. It's not too big for the – well, it's too big physically for the Cruiserweight title. So oh, there yeah, is that. that is yeah, got to keep that. In Unless you do the fun little uh, dieting storyline they always do at least once a Cruiserweight run. That is true. That is a good point as well. Um, I think Cedric Alexander already has that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I do hear you, and I hope that you're right. I mean, dude, I'm not. I'm not nitpicking. I'm not telling you it's a bad idea. I just, I'm saying, Glenn, the guy that's been watching professional wrestling, is is nervous and you, apprehensive about it. You have a very it. good reason to. Be. Yeah. yeah, and and until we'll believe it when we see it. Right, and when it when it comes, I all in. Like that, but the craziest part is, we've all been thinking that it was going to happen before with less evidence. You know what I'm saying? No, I like, hear you. There's been right. times when Bray's won one match or two matches. Right, and we thought this like, is going to be the right. Oh, yeah, this, no, yeah. Bray has consistently been winning since he beat, probably since he beat the New Day. Yeah. I mean, other than the loss to Kane, the random loss to Kane. Oh, but, God, yeah. right. Jesus, yeah. that was a thing that happened. And by the way, how about them having Luke Harper go out and, just, like, as if they haven't done enough to the Wyatt family with Kane. They said, we're going to announce another pre-show match and just have Luke go out there and take a loss to Kane. Like, what the fuck? What? What is your obsession with having people job out to Kane? Because they, they need Kane, Kane on there, but they don't, they don't want Dolph Ziggler on the uh, card at all. <sighs> because Kane is a top, you guys are forgetting. Money talks bullshit. I, I but wait, 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 wait. They didn't make any money because they didn't advertise that ahead of time. No, but no, you're not hearing me. Okay. They're going to get their money out of Kane. They pay him top five number in the company. Okay. Well, why do they have to have him win? Because they pay him top five. <laughs> 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 <sighs> God. Him anyway. at Big Show 
are going to get more pushes than they deserve for a Yo, very long I time. like Kane, so I'm really the wrong person <laughs> to like complain about it overly, it's but it's just weird. It just felt so awful that like like you it almost felt like they had screwed up backstage and they wanted to prove a point. They're like, you're all going to have to fucking lose to Kane. <laughs> all right? It ain't just that Bray's going to lose to Kane. If Bray can lose to Kane, then we got to make sure no, that... It, like, I'm just waiting for them to be like, and this this Tuesday on SmackDown Live, Randy, Randy Orton and Kane. Like, Jesus, man. Um, I, I hope so. I hope to God that's what we're getting. Uh, but let's let's see. Let's see. And if I, if we get it, high fives all around. If we don't... We're kind of back to square one, and it, I don't want to say it makes the, the Randy Orton thing pointless, cause it doesn't, but it, it obviously will, Randy Orton splitting from the Wyatt family will be as big as the Wyatt family. If you put the Wyatt family in that position, right, if you elevate them to where Bray and Randy Orton are competing for relevant titles at the top of the card, then it'll matter. If you have them in the tag division, if that's really where this is going, Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt, then when they ultimately have Randy Orton split back away from the Wyatt family, we're not really going to care all that much. Dude, I really don't. I think you guys are underestimated. I, be, I believe that Randy Orton is a fixture in the Wyatt family for but, at least from now until WrestleMania at the bar minimum. Well, I think that's probably I, that's the, the WrestleMania point. is probably the time frame that I think that he's going to split away from the Wyatt family. Uh, I could see that too if they're fighting at WrestleMania, or but, or something happens at WrestleMania that leads to their breakup. Yeah, yeah, something right. along those lines too. But I just I this is a long this is going to be a long burn, and I think in that time frame you could make a lot of things happen. And let's also be honest, Randy Orton, although big star, big star, he's a great guy, he's huge. He's about a year away from. Every push he gets, everyone complaining that he gets a push because he's been around as long as John oh, Cena has. Yeah, I know. I know. So it might be best for Randy Orton to stay in the Wyatt family for as long as possible and try to change the perception of him as a performer and character. Again, I'm not going to tell you that you're wrong. I, I just, knowing the WWE and knowing the way that things go, I think this lasts till WrestleMania. And I think they envision WrestleMania either because they split before WrestleMania and they have a match at WrestleMania or because something happens at WrestleMania that leads their split. It just seems like the type of thing that – how many times did the Kane and the Undertaker have splits surrounding WrestleMania? How many times did, did insert name and insert name have splits surrounding it, WrestleMania? It feels like a WrestleMania match. Right. It's just what it feels like it will probably end up being. And and that's fine if that's what it is. If it's longer – dude, I'm not uh, I'm not arguing with you about the idea of it. I got no beef with it going longer. My assumption is that it feels like something they do around WrestleMania. And if they do, I, okay, you've got to make them matter in order for us to give a shit. If you just have them working as a tag team the whole time and working in the tag division, trying to win a tag title, something like that, nobody's going to be – you're not going to be able to then sell that this is a one of our main events at WrestleMania, Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt. If you make them matter – over the next couple of months, you can make that a legitimate major card match if that's the right direction that you try to go. But if you want to go a different direction, if you want to go the direction that you're talking about, AJ, I am not opposed to it. I think it's something that could be very cool. Um, What else do we get out of this? We get out... I mean, we we knew already that... Look, it's so funny that a month ago we were saying, hey, you're probably going to have to move along from the James Ellsworth thing. 
But yet we keep getting James Ellsworth moment after James Ellsworth moment. And yes, there's this fine line of like, we really like James. And so God damn it. How fucking amazing is it to see he got to climb a ladder and pull a contract down at the end of SmackDown? Like, and earn a number, a, a, title, a, a shot. title shot. Like there's, because we like James, you know, I, I sent him a text last night. I just said, dude, I, I don't even have the words, you know, like you're living the dream of so many people at this moment. It's, it's beyond me. I, Still don't really know what the end game is. Like, I still haven't quite figured that out. I don't think it's AJ Styles versus James Ellsworth at the pay-per-view. What's the roadblock? Is that one theirs? What's their pay-per-view called? Uh, they don't, they, they have TLC and then that's it before. Raw right, TLC, it. right. Raw's got roadblock. Yeah. Yeah. That one's, that's before the end of the year, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So they got TLC. I don't think it's James Ellsworth versus AJ Styles well, at TLC. Because we know that. Yeah. It's James, it's at uh, Ambrose. Could and, it be a triple threat match? It could also just be next Thursday, next Tuesday. Could. It could, right? But then are, again, are you blowing up? We were saying that we thought two weeks ago that was the last, that was the moment, right? Like it ended perfectly with, you know, well, him. I think if you're, I think if their end game is to get AJ Styles out of the feud with Dean Ambrose and on, with the title and onto, we assume John Cena. Um, the easiest way to do that is have him beat Ellsworth finally on Tuesday and then have him beat Dean Ambrose at TLC. And then he has nothing to do with either one of them anymore. They just gave James Ellsworth a contract and, and this is a legitimate contract. So what's the end game for James Ellsworth? Well, I mean, he moves on to something else. He doesn't have to feud with the WWE champion. Well, and he should, I think that's, we're all in agreement that he shouldn't, that like his role can, should be I guess more. Question, can he be a regular wrestler at this? Point? Yeah. He can also be on two Oh five live. It could be. I and mean, he could be, that is, it's not, yeah. he absolutely could be. Um, I, I wonder if at some point you've left him in, you've left him in at the top of your card for so long that he's sort of just become part of the furniture. Like, is he just Dean Ambrose's little buddy moving forward, right? That like, which, yeah, or he could be, and then that's how you flip Dean. You ultimately have Dean turn on him. Yes. Right. It sounds like you're involving, you're involving James Ellsworth at the top of your card for a long time. I, look, I like. Not necessarily a long time. I think that they could lose. I think that he could lose to AJ on Tuesday and then lose. And then Dean loses to AJ on Sunday. And it could be Dean. It could be James Ellsworth's fault. And then he could turn on him as soon as the match is over. Or it could wait another couple weeks and turn on him in that time frame so that he's a heel by the time he's going into the Rumble. I mean, you don't necessarily have to stretch it out. For a month or two months, you could get it over with within yeah. the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you could. You're right. That you could, and and it's conceivable. It's just, I guess, maybe I'm just so more amazed about how long it's already gone that I, yeah. I start. If that's I, why. That's why I think it'll be over soon because it's already gone longer than we God, ever expected. No doubt. So no doubt. But again, I'm I'm happy for yeah. him. And and yeah, absolutely. I don't think it's ever become a burden to Raw. I don't think or SmackDown. I don't think it's ever made SmackDown worse. I I think no, that, it's made SmackDown better. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, there's an argument for that. There's an argument that, for it. He was the reason that Braun Strowman couldn't get back in the ring. Oh, it's a, there's something, of right, there's something really great about that, and honestly, it's a really great use of, of James Ellsworth. I, to, to their, their great credit. That was a great use. You, you recognize the history between the two of them. It was a really great use of James Ellsworth in the course of that match. So, so thumbs up all around. Um, and you had a Braun Strowman problem, right? Like, you had to deal with it. Yep. And here's how you dealt with it. Um, Can we talk about how he got RKO'd on a table 
elbow drop from the top rope through the announcer table. Yeah. And it was still they needed James Ellsworth to grab his foot to yeah. keep him yeah. from getting at the ring. I it's 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 really great. Yeah. I mean it's really great. That's all I can say. Um so so there's that. We've talked about the Wyatt family, talked about that. What what else do we need to cover from I guess the women's picture is It's the same. It's the same. We don't we you know, who who did Nikki uh <laughs> Who beat John up? Cena. Yes, <laughs> yes, correct. We know that. But who beat up Nikki is is. Well, we don't know about if that's John Cena or not. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> God, I hope it isn't. Right. Um, I, the assumption is it's Natalia, and that's the most logical thing that it could be. I, but you you still have to clean up Nikki and Carmella, and then you know like there's it, it's just sort of awkward if if that's what it ends up being. How do you do both things at once? Is it that? You immediately blow off Nikki and Carmella by having Natalia get involved. You know, like what exactly does that? Do you look really like? need to blow that off more? Well, you are. They they're doing it. They're having a match. Right, right, right. But I mean, like a like a big, big. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, they're, TLC is two at two weeks. You're yeah, right. they're yeah. having a match at TLC. That's yes. what they're doing. Yes. They're so they blowing blow that off. off. Yes. Blow it off there, and then yeah. go right into Natalia from that. I assume so. And it's it's no there was no DQ, right? That's the uh, stipulation. Unless it was Alexa Bliss and she wins the title from Becky Lynch at TLC. And then she's trying to set up. But I guess the question will become why is, you know, why would Alexa Bliss attack Nikki? Right. Why would she want Nikki to be the next number one contender if she's going to be the champion? Like She doesn't she didn't attack her because she wants to be the number one contender. She might just not like her. Uh, I mean, that's okay. that's <laughs> that's certainly viable. I'll give you that. I mean, um Tag titles. I, I I keep waiting. I mean, this is. I don't like face versus face, but this has got to be it, right? Like, you have to have American Alpha win this match over the okay. Wyatts. Oh, right. I keep forgetting the Wyatts. The Wyatts. Yeah, no, God damn it! I keep I forgetting say, about the Wyatts. I, I right? Think that if so I, you're gonna have the Wyatts win, and then have, have the, the Wyatts. Right? Yep, a thousand percent. Yep. Sorry, scratch, scrap it all, yep. scrap it all. A thousand percent correct. Anything, anything else we have to cover? Um, no. There, there's something else I want to talk about. We can, it's an evergreen thing. The so we'll Miz. talk about it next week. Oh, the Miz, yeah, sure. Sure, sure, the sure. The sure, Miz sure. and Corbin, and a lot of people are starting to have problems with Daniel Bryan, and, you know, if you include Corbin in that mix, and more and more people starting to come up to him. I'm not, I'm not, that's, this isn't a continuation of my Daniel Bryan thing, but it is interesting how they're having more and more people deal directly with Daniel Bryan and get into, get involved with Daniel Bryan. It was a weird dynamic, right, with Shane, and mm-hmm. the whole thing was kind of weird. Like, I get where they're trying to, like, set, sow the seeds of inmates running the asylum. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, no pun intended with Dean Ambrose, but, you know, I, like, I get that they're trying to sow the seeds like, of. Like, it, it seems like they're they're trying to, you're exactly it, that uh, Daniel Bryan and Shane just can't, you know. Right, they they've can't, lost control. Yeah. Right. That's, that's, and then it started with The Miz, and it's... Oh, and can we all talk about what a fucking shit show the four-man broadcast thing is? And that was the thing I was going to say was Evergreen I could talk about. God, no, week. it's horrendous. It's, it, they need to get... I mean, I would say get two people off, but get one off. There's no well, reason for I, it. I don't There's, really have a problem with having a, a play-by-play guy and, and two analysts, but they just threw Tom Phillips in there with no purpose. They're all talking over each other. It's awful. He can't even fit at the table. Like, they have him awkwardly sitting at the end of it. The whole thing is just so bad. And then it's like they don't know which one of them is supposed to be taking him out of break. The the four man broadcast is. I don't know if like Tom Phillips had a an, a contract to go somewhere else and they had to give him something. I don't know what the fuck that was all about, but it is, it is just flat atrocious. It is atrocious. It's so bad. Is that it. Now can we go? Yep. Can we wrap up. Very good. 
All right, let's get our plugs in. Uh, AJ, tell everybody you've got uh, you've been doing some good things with your dad and and trying to help out some folks in our community. Tell us all about that. Yeah, um, we're doing the Francis Sports Academy Can Food Drive again this weekend, Saturday at the Maryland Game versus Rutgers. Um, we raised a hundred cans. Uh, the first week at the women's game, we raised 350 cans. Uh, last week at the men's game, and yeah. we're expecting to have more than that at the football game this weekend. So come out, see the Terps get, become bowl eligible, uh, beating on those dirty jerseys people from yeah. Rutgers. Yeah, and fuck that. And um, donate some canned goods to Sarah's house. Uh, well, to us, and we're giving to Sarah's right, house some right. mead. And it's gonna be it's gonna be a good all around day, um, and you know it's it's good to give back, and I appreciate the opportunity that Maryland's granted me with, and I'm just blessed, so I'm looking forward to continuing to bless other people. That's awesome, man. You know, uh, Jersey is where Liv Morgan from is from, and she's not Carmela in the same way. Because Carmelo's from Staten Island. That's right. And those two are totally different Completely places. Different. They're absolutely different places. That's so right. they're very they're very different characters. Absolutely. Very different, the two of them. Having uh, them Jersey Shore, they'd get very angry at right, you if right, you said right. they were the same. Uh also uh, give us the rundown on the Francis Sports Academy in general. Yeah, we're still uh basketball training's done, but we got football training coming up. Um and uh, the season's about to be wrapped. You can if you really want to get you know, your kid ready for the next level. We do K through 12. Any kid can get better, basketball or football. Um, you can follow us at Francis underscore sports on Instagram or Francis underscore sports on Twitter. And you can follow me on Twitter at AJFrancis410. Very good. Aaron, you're on Twitter. At DA Oster. We're on Twitter. At Jobbing Out Show. Our Gmail is. Jobbing Out Show at gmail.com. What do you have coming up at the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone? Uh, oh, actually, I'll... If you missed, first of all, if you missed our interview with Rich Wong, go back and listen oh, to it. God. Did you listen, AJ? Hey. Hold on a second. I gotta go pee. Oh, jeez. Anyways, well, this we'll is just, his, is this his new bit? Yeah, this is, anyways. He just, he did this last week? We, yes, well, we, what's well, wrong with him? I don't know. If you miss it, go back and listen to it, cause it was great. But, if you don't, I'm also going to be writing up a little bit about 205 Live next Tuesday, and, and using some quotes from Rich Wong. For who? For, for this... Baltimore Sun. Okay. Excuse me. <laughs> I mean, yes. we're the Baltimore know. Sun. Okay, very good. Well, that makes sense. He's from Baltimore. He is so from Baltimore. Of course, why wouldn't you be talking about That's the right. Rich Swan and the Baltimore Sun? Excellent. But yeah, go back and listen to our Rich Swan because it was really good. It's so wonderful and just such he a. He sings. He sings. He does sing. And I actually, if I, I'm really regretful of it because I thought, I don't know if you remember, but you were getting a phone call at that time. Yeah. And it was actually about the food, but right. I thought it was the publicist saying we had to wrap it up. Oh, no. If I didn't, if I had known that it was just about the food, we would have kept singing. Oh. It would have continued. I cut it off because I thought that was the publicist saying, oh, hey, we no. got to go. We got to wrap no. it up. Hey, guess yeah. what? What? I did listen to Rich Swan. Yeah, and how jealous were you that I got to sing with him? Uh, I mean, your singing was bad, so I well, wasn't that fuck jealous. You. F- you know, fuck you, man. Like, seriously. <laughs> I got to sing Lionel Richie with Rich Swan. Kiss my ass. But you didn't even sing the best part of the song. I just explained why that was. And you weren't listening because you had to pee because this is your new bit where you just go uh, uh, relieve yourself in the middle of the show. Well, dude, we sit in here and we talk for like two hours. We do. We Sometimes do. the guy's got to take a dumper. And, and Aaron and I actually ordered food and we had these pumpkin spice Oreos and the whole thing. So, All but right. Yes. You should have sang back. To, I don't care why you said you didn't. You should have sang the best part of the song. I just explained it. Maybe how do you sing all I, night long and not sing all night long? What do I do with him? 
What, what? We just move on. We just move on. I just explained what happened. I said, Aaron got a phone call. He had told me that we needed to wrap up as we started doing it. He got a phone call. I thought it was the publicist saying, hey, we got to go. So I ended it. As it turns out, I feel like an asshole because it was just that the food had arrived. So, yes, I feel like a dick, and I had wanted to continue it, and my plan was to sing the whole goddamn thing through the chorus. But I couldn't because I thought the publicist was telling us we had to wrap it up. All right? All right? You want anything more from me? Yeah, I want you to be better at your job. <laughs> Fuck you. Because if you were better at your job, this situation wouldn't have arose. <sighs> the Glenn and Aaron show. I've always that's said. Right. I've right. always said that's the show. That's the show for me. Yeah, you want to have a solo show with a guy who thinks that you know, a billion dollar corporation <laughs> doesn't have a plan for uh, the next, God the next bless. Three weeks. All right, I keep knocking my headphone cord out of the plug. So it's we gotta, okay. So. We got to wrap up. Yep. All right, I'm uh, at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter and GlennClarkRadio.com. For Aaron and for... I'm Glenn. This is Ben. Jobbing out. Ooh, jobbing out.